0: And it's looking like about that time Yeah, I'm talking about beer 30 And I'm thirsty, thirsty. I've been working like a dog All week long So maybe some cold won't hurt me this beer 30 And it it's time to party Yeah, baby Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from the Nat Dog Studios. Uh, little jam right there. Uh, going on probably like hour number five on the road today. Drove out to Northern Arizona. Uh, was kind of waiting for a song. To speak to me, I, I didn't feel like that had like a great, it wasn't like bumping, but all of a sudden I'm just like kind of you know, waiting for a little inspiration. And uh, some guy just goes, It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty, so I could relate to that. Not that I can have a beer because I still got like another three hours to go, um, but anywho. Another little manic Monday, but it kind of feels like a Sunday because it is Memorial Day. So, shout out to those who served. Former roommate Giglio, what a legend. Um, So, let's rewind. I'm just going to, I think today, today's topic, do we love this weekend? So, we'll just do a little recap um, everybody loves looking at everybody, uh, everybody else's vacation photos Psych, no one likes doing that um, and So I wonder if people feel the same about the spoken word So if you don't like hearing about other people's vacations Tune in next week Because that's what we're about to do So plan was to go to Flagstaff, Arizona uh, which is in northern Arizona. It is a little south of Ye Old Grande Canyon, aka the Grand Canyon. It's a little south there, it's about an hour south. Uh, not your typical, stereotypical Arizona climate because the elevation is at 7,000 feet. And the highest peak in Arizona, Humphreys Peak, is actually right outside Flagstaff. So a lot of mountains. Um, so it's you know a little chilly. So we started out on Friday. Got a late jump on the road due to one of the passengers. No names will be named out of respect to their privacy, and we don't want them receiving death threats. So. On the road at like 4 o'clock Peak rush hour time On a holiday weekend Sick So got a chicken parm sub To start Which was huge Because I know all you Everybody on the east coast is like Oh yeah whatever new chicken parm sub Like I basically like breathe air And I eat chicken parm subs Like not a big deal Not as easy to find out here um, It's just I feel like it's just not as big as a thing so, found this little, like, local hole-in-the-wall place. They were, like, a half-pizza, half, like, hot subs and sandwiches, and this chicken parm sub blew me out of the water. Um, it may have been because I've been in an absolute chicken parm drought, but it just put me in the right mood. So, do we love that place's chicken parm sandwich? Big yes. Big yes. Uh, I had... Right amount of cheese Had a right, right amount of sauce uh, They went with uh, the chicken finger style chicken Instead of cutlet I can go either way on that um, But I, the chicken fingers were good uh, light, light toast on the buns um, I do like a light toast on the buns So that was big for me um, and I just feel like they checked all the boxes Nothing fancy Just kind of ran it down the middle Stayed between the tackles and you know Converted Converted on 4th down When they needed it So That Now that I think about it That could have been One of the highlights Of the trip for me Um It was just a great sandwich You know It's it's the little things in life So anywho We kept Commuting And We made it through The yahoo-ness Of Greater Los Angeles Southern California Traffic And It was running late in the night, aka night, and instead of going all the way there, because it's like a seven, eight hour drive, we picked out a place on the California-Arizona border uh, to camp at, because one, it cut down on the drive, and two, uh, low low desert elevation, so uh, significantly warmer, because if we went all the way to Flagstaff We would have shown up in the middle of the night would, Like temperatures at the low Dropped to high 30s, low 40s This time of year So not too good um, Not too bad to sleep in If you're prepped But kind of sucks if you show up In like the pitch dark and you gotta set up a tent When it's freezing So we stayed in Needles, California As in Pine Needles, California uh, At this campground uh, it was it was kind, it was a, kind of a cool campground, but also like kind of creepy because we came in so late. Um, they had a pool that we didn't use. Um, and yeah, it was a nice little spot. It was so friggin hot. It, at, at midnight it was 90 degrees. Um, so we slept in the tent. when I say we, I was with the natterhorn. Um, we slept in the tent on top of the sleeping bag, uh, which I was okay with. Um, you know, Natterhorn is here, by the way, so feel free to, you know, you're kind of like like the producer. Like If you need to just throw, like, press a button to, like, buzz into the studio, just, you know, press the button and buzz in. She's nodding her head on the other side of the glass. Um, so... So slept in Needles. Following morning, didn't get the lady's name. We'll call her Susan. Um, talked to her for like, I think like a half hour, like twenty minutes maybe. Like we had a we had a good talk. Like I I have her life story. Uh, so she ran the campsite, and mind you, Needles is on the border of California and Arizona, aka like shithole of America. So it's like basically it's hot as hell there's from what i saw there's like really not much nature there's nothing going on it's very loud tons of cars driving by um and you're in california so you're paying like outrageous taxes to like just really get nothing back so uh kind of a weird place um but she was nice, she was great. Had an awesome time talking to her. She used to live out in Orange County. Her and her husband went on a road trip one year. They liked the campground, so they decided to buy it. Uh, moved out to Needles. Um, she likes living out there, but she doesn't like maintaining the campground because in the middle of the summer, she has to water the plants every day and it can be like 116 degrees. Um, so she would like it more if she didn't have to work, which I hear her on that. Um, she said it gets really nice there in the winter So that's the time I'd consider going back there Because in like December it's like 70 degrees And probably beautiful So uh, she, I told her we're going to Flagstaff So she told me Where the closest Walmart was on the way Which was like 65 miles away uh, Got some supplies there And then she also mentioned She was like Oh you're going to check out the Grand Canyon on the way I was like ah oh, like you know, the destination's Flagstaff. I looked at it on the map. It doesn't seem, like, too far out of the way, but, like, you know, we maybe we were headed on the way back. She's like, oh, if you go to the South Rim, like, I think they just opened it up. Um, you know, it's kind of on the way. And we're like, all right, thanks, Susan. So Susan, straight up, Angel Susan, I should just call her Angel. So Angel pointed us towards the canyon. So we said, screw it, we'll, st- we'll go. So we start driving. Canyons about like an hour out of the way, out of the way each way. So it's about a little over two hours added onto the trip. But you know, as the kids say, YOLO. Um, and when we were like like ten miles out, um, or very, we were very close. The Natter dog looked it up. And said the canyon is only open from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Cause they want to limit the amount of people that can get in. Just, you know, social distancing and all that. And at this point it was noon. So we were like, oh crap, like do we turn around, do we keep going? We're like, whatever, we're this close. Like, let's let's just see. So we start approaching and at the visitor area, the visitor area is all blocked off. And then to the right, it said authorized vehicles only. So we authorized ourselves. And we went to the right. And then, so we basically just went around the barricade and we drove in as like tons of people were exiting. So as we're driving further into the park, we were like kind of shitting our pants. Like, are we gonna get a ticket or are we getting arrested? Like what's going on here? So everybody was exiting and we got there and we just like pulled up to like the Grand Canyon. And it was friggin' huge. It was grand, it was a canyon. Um, And we were at the South Rim and we looked down into the old canyon and uh, we did a little hiking down. Bright Angel Trailhead? uh, Producer buzzing in behind the glass. We started our hike, I believe it was called uh, the Bright Angel Trailhead. Yes, and funny enough, later on the following day we drank a beer called Bright Angel, named after that trail that we hiked. Pretty cool, pretty freaking cool. Uh, So, went into the old canyon, Uh, hiked down the trail. I feel like I used the men's room there. I I feel like they had good men's rooms. No, they did. They did, yes. Uh, yeah, Grand Canyon, good men's rooms. So, take the notepad out, jot that one down. A little tip for you. So, So, then we left the canyon and we continued... We saw some elk. Oh, we saw elk? Where did we see elk? When we were leaving the Grand Canyon, we saw... Some elk along the side of the road. Oh, yes, yes. We saw elk upon our exodus of Ye old Canyon. And then we drove basically all the way to Flagstaff, and we went to this other uh, baby canyon called Walnut Canyon. It was not as grand, but still kind of cool. And we camped out right near there. There was, like, this dispersed camping site. Um, Dispersed camping? Uh... I haven't, I don't know if I've actually officially done it. It was great. It was like a designated area where you can camp, but there's no rules. Like there's no like markers where each site is. You can kind of just go wherever you want within this area and it's free. So big on that. But on the flip side, there's no amenities, like, you know, no bathrooms, trash service or anything like that, which is fine. We pack pretty light, so don't matter. Uh and we were parked near these people, this family who had an RV, got to know them a bit. They seemed like a good good group. Um They actually had a projector that they put onto their TV for their kids and they played a Disney movie. So we had a couple adult beverages in our campsite and we we're watching across the way about uh some girl becoming a mermaid. Uh so I'm going to follow up on that. I did not catch the ending because we went to bed early. Uh So hit the old snooze button um, Woke up in the middle of the night Couldn't fall back to sleep Got some reading done uh, And then went back to sleep It was not Sleeping was not too bad I felt like I slept good But like I would sleep for like 3 hours Wake up, be awake for an hour And then like slowly fall back asleep Um, The temperature got the coldest At about 3am But I, it kind of worked out for me in the sense that my my room at home actually has, like, a somewhat similar desert-type climate where, like, the pinnacle of cold is at 3 a.m. So basically almost every night I'll wake up at, like, 3, three to 4 a.m., and I'll be cold, and then I put my hat on. So I kind of have it, like, programmed in. So I was used to that. Um, we also had a... Double sleeping bag, complements of easy. So basically it's a sleeping bag that's big enough to fit two people. Um, and the Natter dog is like half a person, so it left plenty of room for me. Uh, so do we love double sleeping bags? I was a fan. It was the, my first time using it. Um, got get to stay nice and warm. Um, and uh yeah, it saves on space. Because uh, we only had to bring one sleeping bag instead of two. So, very efficient from that standpoint. Um, any takeaways on the dual sleeping bag? It was good. Thank you. <laughs> hot take. Hot take alert. Sound the alarm. Hot take. Um, so, had a little dual action sleeping bag. Not too bad. Um, and then, what happened next? Oh, so we woke up. That was huge. Always like when that happens. Um, And we went to... It's called Meteor Crater. So basically, this was like... This was pretty absurd. I had had zero expectations for this. I thought it was just like some little rinky-dink thing. And I didn't really give it... It was my highlight of the trip. My highlight of the trip. It was the Nattinghams' highlight of the trip. So... So, Meteor Crater, basically, it is considered the first crater on Earth in the best preserved crater on Earth that was caused by a meteor. So... The first discovered crater. The first discovered crater. An identified crater. So, basically what happened 50,000 years ago, there was like this meteor ball that was about... Uh, 150 feet in diameter Yes Don't look at me like that I was listening on the tour I might be a tour guide there So Picture a ball About 150 feet in diameter Just whipping through The atmosphere At 26,000 miles per hour To put that in perspective That would be like getting on a plane In New York Flying to L.A. No layover, direct, and it taking five minutes. That's how fast this thing was going. So it's 150 feet diameter, just comes hurtling into the earth, and it just smashes into the desert in northern Arizona, and it leaves uh, like a basically like a a bowl of like a football stadium, but like the bowl is like I think it was like two feet in diameter. It was massive. It would, or two miles not two feet two miles freaking stat boy over here stat guy nat um so it's the equivalent of if you went to a football game it'd be like an arena in a football arena that could seat two million people and on the base floor where the game is going you could fit 20 football fields it's friggin' huge so we toured that um it's basically just a hole in the ground But, like, the history was cool And you get to, like, stand on it And it's pretty, like It's uh, it's definitely humbling as a human Like, it makes you think um, And one of the Oh, also, it was huge for me Because I'm a UFO guy now re- Recent UFO guy I don't know if we talked about that But I watched two, two documentaries on UFOs So now I'm all in um, And they have a meteorite that you can actually touch. So basically when this thing hurls through the air and like smashes into the ground, it's going so fast that like upon impact, almost all of it melted and was gone except for like a few pieces of just like pure iron. Like there was this stone that was like, I don't know, it was probably like a two foot by two foot size stone roughly. And it weighed like 1200 pounds. So they have the stone and you can actually touch it and the stone is estimated to be 4.65 billion, with a B, years old. So in theory, it's like basically the oldest thing on earth, and you can touch it. So that was pretty cool. And I will say that stone has aged gracefully. So that was that. Any? No. Uh, I enjoyed you like that. touching the stone. You like that. Okay. (laughs) So, then we went from there to downtown Flagstaff, right? Uh, Downtown Flagstaff, smaller town, very local, very walkable. Um, It wasn't popping, obviously, because of the virus. There were, like, social distancing practices in place, which was good. But it had a good vibe to it. I would definitely go back. Um, Small town vibe, like I said, very walkable. Um, Population, 70,000 people in the city. uh, Home of Northern Arizona University, which I think has a... Uh, There's like 30,000 people who go there. So it's a good size university, but it's a university town, a lot of art, a lot of music vibes, um, coffee shops, a lot of breweries. Went to Lumberyard Brewing, compliments of Joe who tipped us off on that. Uh, Got a a four pack of beers there. One of them was uh, the Blue Angel Trail, named after the Grand Canyon. Uh, So do we love downtown Flagstaff? I'll say yes. Uh, So then from downtown Flagstaff, I think we just went to our campground, right? No, we went to um, Lowell Observatory. Which oh, yeah. Closed. Yeah, we went to Lowell Observatory. That was closed. Could have passed on that. Tried to see some mansion. That was closed. Could have passed on that. Oh, and then we went on a hike called Fat Man's Loop. Um, so basically, this area, you go into the woods and there's two routes. And so Fat Man's Loop is the short one, hence why it's called Fat Man's Loop. And then there's a longer one called Eldon's Loop. So uh I was getting absolutely wrecked by the elevation and just basically like I was kind of eating like a scumbag and just elevation was wrecking me and Basically pulling out all the excuses in the world To do the Fat Man's Hike um, I basically was a Fat Man and then we found A hike for it so I was like alright yeah Why like why fight this So we went to do Fat Man's Loop and I'm pretty sure we got lost So I think we even shortened Fat Man's Loop So we did like, like Obese Man's Loop um, But it was cool Got a good view of the city uh, Ran out of breath a little bit with the elevation And then uh, we got tipped off by a local to go to this campground that was on a lake. So we drove like 20 miles outside the city. Went to this lake where everybody was fishing. Um, uh, it's called Ashhurst Campground. Would definitely recommend it. 20 bucks a night. Camp on the lake. Uh, everybody was fishing. Water was really cold. Um, earlier that day, I received a text from the Miser that the Miser's daughter, uh, my, she's, I think technically she's my second cousin. She's like, kind of like a, she's kind of like a niece. She's, I mean, she's like, I think she's four, maybe five. So like, it's weird saying like my four-year-old cousin, like just, it sounds weird, you know, I'm 32. So, so the Reg, uh, the Miser's daughter, the Reg, she went up to her cabin in Wisconsin And everybody was like, bro, it is a mad cold. And when they were on the lake and she was like, I'm going in and she just regged it. And even though it was a super cold and she threw herself right back into the water. So when I heard about that, that was inspiring. Um, And as a cold water guy, I was fired up to know that runs in the blood. Uh, So I wanted to keep it going uh, straight up. Reg would go was my mantra. And nobody was in the water And then when we asked people If there was like swimming allowed They basically like laughed in our face Because they were like It's way too cold Went in Don't care Don't care um, So jumped in the water Had a couple brewskis Went back Snoozed um, Ate a awful dinner <laughs> The natter dog is laughing right now We had tuna mixed with mayo Some people would call it tuna salad I won't I won't slander the name of tuna salad to we call it that it cat food. yeah we basically had like cat food so I had like half a tin of cat food i said <laughs> f this um, threw that away slapped some went with the old Milo special slapped a little peanut butter on a rice cake you know what I'm talking about easy and uh called it a damn day then we woke up this morning and uh got a cup of coffee in downtown flagstaff and Oh, we went to Cottonwood, which is in Arizona. Beautiful little town. Highly recommend going there. Had a nice little meal there. And the last time I was in Arizona, I was with Big Weird Al. Big Weird Al forgot his jacket at this bar that's like seven hours from our house. Stopped in at the bar to pick up his jacket. Bar was closed. So I pushed on the door, kind of did a little bit of a B&E, broke into the bar, found his jacket behind the bar. So now it's in the car. Um, and now we're on our way home. So, do we love this weekend? I did. And my biggest takeaway was the Natterdog is not a believer. Uh, We were listening to Justin Bieber, and she was not feeling it. And you either believe or you don't. And she does not believe. So, that's that's all I have on this weekend. (laughs) Nattingham, do you have any takeaways? It was a great weekend. We enjoyed ourselves and enjoyed spending quality time with each other. And my big takeaway was that I need to wear a gas mask inside the tent when I'm with Jack. Matterdog <laughs> will be walking the rest of the way home. <laughs> well, hope everybody was safe. Hope everybody has been getting outside and enjoying some fresh air Um, and we got a little Aerosmith taking us out.